Aloha. Welcome to this new episode of Pacific Leaders Today, a podcast from the East-West Center dedicated to young leaders from the Pacific. This portion of the series focuses on alumni of the Pacific Island Leadership Program, an East-West Center program that seeks to build leaders dedicated to shaping the future prosperity of the Pacific region by taking informed and effective action and is funded by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of China, Taiwan. I'm your host, Philippe, and today I'm talking with Melissa Ako from Tuvalu. Melissa is a lawyer at the Office of the Attorney General in the government of Tuvalu. Having found her confidence and her voice during her time in the Pacific Islands Leadership Program, Melissa is building a way to be an advocate for her people and to help her people to be able to face the existential challenge of climate change that is impacting our Pacific communities and livelihoods. Melissa, aloha. Aloha. Thank you for taking some time uh, to share with us on, on this podcast. So uh, my first question, uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about yourself. Uh, can you tell us where do you come from? And what are you do, doing with your life at the moment? All right. Um, hello, Melissa Ako. I am from Tuvalu, the beautiful sandy beaches of Tuvalu. Um, I am a lawyer at the Office of the Attorney General, so I'm working for the government. All right. And how long have you been uh, in that position now? Um, I have been in this position for five years. Okay, well, that's quite uh, some time. Um, so, Melissa, you are a former participant of the Pacific Island Leadership Program, a program run by East West Center and funded by the government of Taiwan. Uh, can you tell us why did you decide to participate in this program and eventually what kind of impact did the program have on you? Okay, um, so I first heard of this program from one of the one of my uncles who was an alumni as well, he also attended this program um, previously before. So he kind of encouraged me to, um, to try attending this program because it was, it in his view, it um, boosted the leadership skills in a person. And mm -hmm. so I gave it a try and I got in. Um, so when I got into the program, I was a quiet, shy um, girl or lady. And because of PILP, the kind of um, things we were engaged in when we were in Hawaii as well as Taiwan, it um, encouraged public speaking. Mm -hmm. That was not one of my strengths, honestly. And um, from that, because of the program, I gained confidence um, in speaking, in public speaking. Um, it, my job required me to speak, yes, but the court setting, speaking in a court is kind of, in my opinion, is different um, to when you're speaking to a whole lot of people. And that was one of the impacts that the program had on me. So you mean that since then you managed to take more opportunities to speak in your community or in, in other events? 
Yes, um, managed to speak more confidently um, uh, when I'm speaking, consulting the communities and other stakeholders as well. Mm. And so did it impact also then your own position as a leader in your community? How did you see yourself evolve since you came back from the program? Yeah, so when I came back from the program, I was more confident um, in myself uh, to speak publicly. Um, My superiors or my um, supervisors noticed the change as well. And they enabled me to hold more consultations to the public uh, um, if the need arises. uh, And they found more confidence in me in delivering um, our work uh, objectives um, to the public as well. I see. And do you still feel the impact of the program uh, now after some years uh, coming back from Hawaii? Yes, um, surprisingly, uh, the, the impact, I can still feel the impact. Um, my confidence level has is improving. Um, it hasn't um, diminished in any way. Um, because of that, I am learning new things as I go along. I'm learning on the job. Um, I'm improving my skills in relation to the job, to my work, uh, to my position. And I think if it wasn't for the program, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't find confidence in myself in speaking to the public. Mm. And I think that would have a great impact on my position as a Crown Counsel at the Office of the Attorney General. And um, so you're a lawyer, uh, so obviously you have uh, to step up in many occasions uh, for the cases that you defend and for for your work. Uh, But more generally, do you see yourself uh, as a leader and can you tell me why? Um, So in my view, um, and I think I have stated um, before as well, I've always believed that everyone's a leader. Um, it's if you're not a your leader in your workplace, your leader at home, and you know everyone's a leader. It's um, it's it's about taking responsibility um, for the things that you love: your work, your family, your community, your country as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe that everyone's a leader. And they can do many changes if they set their mind to it. Mm, indeed. And, and so can you tell me uh, whether through your line of work or more generally, what are the major, the most critical issues that you think our region and maybe your country also is facing at the moment? So um, I think everyone, oh, We all know that Tuvalu is at the forefront of um, experiencing the um, side effects of climate change. Mm, And this is an ongoing issue um, for us, especially in the Pacific region. Um, This issue is, um, this is an issue for all of us. And that's what we, and that's an issue that we're still trying to resolve um, at the COP meetings each year to try and get the bigger countries to 
um, minimize their uh, gas emissions. Um, it's a long stretch. Um, we can only hope that we could, our negotiations um, can be successful. But I know that that is an issue that not only Tuvalu is facing, but the Pacific region as a whole and the whole world. Mm, indeed. And do you think that in, in that regard, in order to for the regional voices to be heard more efficiently in those big negotiations or just for the Pacific as a whole to be able to fight climate change, do you think it's important to have more and more leaders from the region like you who find confidence in, in speaking in public, who find confidence in stepping up to tackle this issue? Yes, I think it's it's important that we voice out. Um, we have a voice. We have the right to voice out our concerns and to try and work together as a region and as confident leaders in trying to um, address um, issues that we face um, and such as climate change. Mm. Together, mm. we cannot do this individually. Indeed, and, and that reminds me of the action taken by, uh, by your uh, foreign minister recently for COP uh, doing this press conference uh, in, in the water to kind of like express this concern and, and try to raise awareness of, uh, on that. Yes, mm. that was his statement, yes. And so regarding that and, and, and from what you know, from your perspective from, from Tuvalu, Uh, if you try to think about what the region will look like in 10 years from now, uh, what do you envision? Um, if we work together in trying to address this climate change issue, um, my vision for the region in 10 years' time would be um, a safe um environment that my people, the Tuvaluan people can live in. They don't have to be, um, to fear the adverse effects of climate change. However, if we do not address this issue and if we do not work together to address this issue, I'm afraid the vision I have for my country in 10 years time might be different. Um, and that is why I think it is very, it's critical and important that we Um, try and address this issue now instead of leaving it um, or dragging it on. And do you see yourself playing uh, a role in, in that? Or like, what do you envision your own future regarding that uh, for the years, years to come? Yes, I, my vision is to be a more vocal um, about the issue to assist, um, to be part of the awareness programs um, that the climate change department may be involved in, to be involved in negotiations at the COP meetings, if I am required to or requested to, um, to voice out my concerns, even if I'm not part of that dialogue and to, um, for my, for the generations, the younger generations, to be informed or aware of the, the implications or the side effects of climate change if they don't do anything. I think the awareness part is very important. Um, we need to 
um, have awareness for our young generation so that they are aware of what they should be expecting in the future. And I also think that um, adaptation methods, um, the country should, or we can, as leaders can uh, focus on um, training our younger generations and our people on how to adopt or to adapt to these climate changes. Mm, indeed. And so, and so knowing that you are more confident to speak up uh, and, and to speak in front of, of the public, do you see yourself in the future playing more of a front stage role in that in that work or more um, say maybe grassroots level work to really like go on the on the ground and work with people or, or be more of an advocate for your people? I see myself as more of an advocate or working at the grassroots. Mm -hmm. um, one of my uh, my vision of leadership is that you don't always have to be the one top. Um, you know, leaders can be servants, and mm -hmm. I think I'm a servant of a servant leader. So I see myself in the grassroots, serving the people, uh, doing the groundwork, and. Um, yeah, um, being more advocate in the issue. Mm. All right. And so my last question for you, Melissa, uh, knowing what we've just talked about, if you had any advice, any recommendation, or just something you'd like to share that is important for you and that you'd like to share with the people listening to us in the Pacific, what would you like to tell them? I would like to say that um, the Pacific culture is a community-based um, kind of lifestyle. And I think that is the way forward for these uh, big issues. We can't, cannot do it um, alone. We need the community, our Pacific region community to work together to support each other in trying to address this, um, these big issues because one country, the voice of one country is nothing but the voice of many countries combined together may be so loud that the, the developed countries will hear us. Mm. So you have full faith in our regionalism initiatives then? Yes, I am. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Melissa, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to talk uh, with me and, and to share thoughts uh, on this podcast. And uh, well, all the best for whatever comes your way in the future. Thank you very much. I wish you all the best as well. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Pacific Leaders Today is the podcast produced by the East-West Center, a non-profit organization that promotes better relations and understanding among the people and nations of the United States, Asia, and the Pacific through cooperative study, research, and dialogue. For more information on the center and its leadership programs, go visit eastwestcenter.org. Mahalo, and I'll see you soon for another episode.